Welcome to the Viva Learn GXP podcast. Listen in to learn from our network of industry experts who provide their unique insights, industry trends, and tips for success. Make sure to subscribe to our newsletter and join our community on LinkedIn to receive important updates on all things Learn GXP. Now let's dive in. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Learn GXP podcast. I'm here today with Christina Garcia. And we're going to talk about bringing in new IT applications into a life science environment and some you know, lessons learned that Christina has learned over the years, best practices she's going to share today, which I think is a really interesting topic. And we've got a lot of feedback from our community in relation to doing a podcast on this topic. So Christina, welcome to the podcast. Great to have you here. Uh, if you'd like to just introduce yourself and a little bit of background and how you got here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, thank you for having me. Uh, I am currently working as the system administrator for the Viva product at um, Amplify Bio. Uh, we've been, you know, handling a lot of implementation in the over the past couple of years, namely uh, on the Viva Quality Docs module, the Viva tra Vault Training module, as well as the QMS. So we've had a lot of opportunities to uh, make mistakes and grow from them. And I'm yeah. hoping that some of those things can uh, help somebody else too. Gotcha. No, no, it's a great starting point. Look, it's, a, it's an amazing topic to, to talk about because I think anybody's working in life science environment today has, you know, probably saw an, an IT application being implemented or validated or rolled out or trained upon. So a lot of interest in this. So what I'll do is just go through a series of questions, Christina, and uh, we'll give value back to the listeners in relation to the responses and best practices that you've learned and you know, things to avoid, I guess, uh, through this process. So sure. the first question, so when it comes to bringing in a new IT application to a life science, a regulated environment, where should you start and how should you make sure you implement it effectively, I guess? Yeah, yeah. well, that's a big question, of course. Yeah. Um, the uh, the tool is going to be you know, the most important thing. And so really putting the research into understanding what tools you have available on the market. Um, when you select that tool though, that's not the end of your, your process. It's really a matter of making sure that you have everything to hold that tool up appropriately. So it's not just getting that system. It's not just validating it. It's making sure you have the right people in place. It's making sure you have the right processes in place that you know, can, you know, support the tool in, in yeah. relation to it supporting your business. Um, communication is going to be a big factor of that, uh, making sure that everybody knows what's coming, why it's coming, what it's going to do, why it's important to uh, get on board with it. But at the end of the day, just sitting down and mapping out everything you have in place, what's working, what's not working. I think that's really the best place to start. Yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of, Project management is a big aspect of this, right? So having the project managed correctly from the start in terms of resources, responsibilities, I guess, communication, processes, support, that's a huge aspect if you want to be successful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Having okay. great project managers in there and, you know, making sure that everybody is aware of a little bit of project management themselves is definitely going to help yeah. the, the overall implementation. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, good. So let's dig in a little bit then. So what can a company do if they don't have a process um, and they don't know even know what that looks like if they've never done this before in terms of rolling out an IT application within a regulated environment? What, are, what kind of tips can you give like in terms of not having that process? What should you kind of base it on? Yeah. Um, well, I think the first thing is once you get that tool, make sure you 
figure out what's going on with it. Make sure you know what it can do and what it can't do. Make sure that those limitations are front and center because as you build your process or as you adapt the process that you have, um, you're going to need to know where that system is going to maybe not align perfectly, what you need to do to get around it. So some of those uh, things that you'll need to put in place is not only you know learning that tool, um, but if you don't have a process, make one. And this is the time to do it. I think this is really the crux of this conversation is you cannot have a successful implementation if you don't have a process before your tool and you don't adapt those appropriately together because otherwise you're just going to kind of see all the gaps and and figure out that maybe you should have done a little bit more work in advance. And doing this work in advance is definitely going to save you time. It's going to save you money. So uh, some of the things that you can do if you don't have that process in place, um, we certainly made a lot of use of diagram workflows or workflow diagrams, um, making sure that we had flow charts that showed every step of the way, making sure we had um, we actually do a lot of, of swim lane diagrams. And if you guys don't know what a swim lane diagram is, that really just separates out each piece of the workflow and aligns it with all the responsible parties. Um, so that was really, really useful to us, especially when setting up the permissions, the responsibilities, where things go in the workflow. And these are really important parts of setting up those uh, system configurations. So uh, that was really important to us. Um, what else? Uh, racy uh, one I'll add actually as well is just got yeah. me thinking in terms of, you know, seeking wisdom and, you know, trying to understand the process. One thing I, I think I've saw in the past as well, having worked on, on rollouts would be, you know, it's, it's a big industry, but it's a small industry. So we probably know somebody who's worked in another company who's rolled out a similar application. So even speaking to people who've done it before is, is a really good source of wisdom. It can help you in this process as well. And you can kind of learn from them what they did wrong, what they did well. So I think that's another good one if you have other people in the industry that you can lean on. Oh yeah, and not only externally, which I mean, there are obviously a lot of uh, resources out there if you need to talk to people who already have a system in place, but also internally, there's people I'm yeah. sure at your company that you can draw on. And I mean, even at our company, we had users that said, oh, we used this system before and this was something that we really liked, but yeah. we don't have here. How can we use that? How can we implement that? So. Definitely seeking that wisdom wherever it comes from. Um, that's certainly an important point. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good, 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 good. And then, you know, on that, um, what happens if you don't do these things correctly? Like, I mean, you don't roll out the, the workflow diagrams, you don't have it comprehensively done, the charts, etc. that you don't have the, the process mapped out effectively. What happens then? Like, I mean, I, I presume this leads to, um, you know, a lot of problems down the line. <laughs> yeah, explosions, fireballs, yeah. bad things. Um, no, I was actually thinking about this this morning. Have you um, ever watched uh, Great Fritters Bake Off? I have many times. Okay, so um, if you guys watch this show, you'll know, but uh, they'll do these technical challenges and they'll have a kitchen and they'll have every single tool imaginable. They'll have all the ingredients in front of them, everything they could possibly need. But then They'll get a recipe and the recipe for something that they've never done before. And it'll just say something like make the dough. And yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the perfect analogy for mm -hmm. what happens when you don't have this process. You have everything in front of you. You have the tool laid out. Everything is right there. 
but you just don't know where to start. You have people that are confused and frustrated. They don't want to take up the tool. They don't want to use this solution because they're scared or they don't know what the next steps are. It just hasn't been communicated properly, aligned properly. And so when you get that, you know, very vague, ambiguous direction, even with the best system in the world, even if it's laid out perfectly, you're kind of stuck. You kind of are Mm -hmm. slow on the uptake of that system. Yeah. And I think just to use your analogy of kind of cooking and bakery, like too many cooks in the kitchen as well. We're talking about processes and agreement on processes. I think I've seen that a lot of times in the past as well. When you have a lot of people like SMEs or subject matter experts in the in the business, everybody has their own take on how things should be done. And, you know, the software might work one way, but we've always done the process another way. So understanding, you know, the core functionality of the software in relation to how the process should map to that. That's really important as well, I think. Oh, yeah. And I think that one of the best tools that you can use for that in planning is one of the or is a racy diagram. Um, responsible, accountable, um, consulted, informed. And so what you'll do for a RACI diagram is it gives you an opportunity to list out every step of your process, every task, every deliverable, okay. and then plot that against the people that are involved in your on your teams and the stakeholders. And so when you go through that RACI diagram, it really allows you to designate exactly who is responsible for this, exactly who is accountable for this. And when you're building that, something important to do is make sure that you only have one person that's accountable. Okay. That's definitely um, the way that's to minimize tip. the cooks yeah. in the kitchen, like you were saying, because otherwise mm-hmm. you just have everybody throwing information into a pot and you just aren't ready for it. Maybe it doesn't um, all collect or you know make the yeah, yeah outcome um, very clear. So racy diagram. The racy diagram, I haven't heard of that before, actually. Is that is that mm-hmm. a kind of a tool? You, is it a kind of a, you just write it on a piece of paper? Is there a software tool or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, we can do it in Excel, but if you go on Google, yeah. you can just search racy diagram, R-A-C-I, okay. uh, and you'll find plenty of templates. It's definitely gotcha. a major uh, tool that's used in project management, but, you know, we've adapted it to very, very much help us when we are doing these types of okay, process good. building and responsibility communication. Well, that's that's a good tip for everybody. I'm sure everybody will, will try and uh, Google yeah. that. Okay, good. So, okay, so moving on then to everything's implemented. You know, you've pressed the go live button and you're going to relax and everything's going to work smoothly, but probably probably not going to work that way, right? So what happens when you find process issues? What can you do then to keep your community happy in terms of the rollout because you don't want to have people being negative towards new applications straight away right you need positivity you need people to adapt to it so how can we prevent like issues will always happen right but how can we kind of alleviate that so that we get the best response and the best start uh, to the new application as we can yeah i mean First of all, I need to mention that we are not perfect. We are have learned these things because we've made mistakes and that's kind of helped us grow. But I mean, that's what quality is all about. That's continuous yeah. improvement. So if you have already implemented your system, it doesn't, it's not the end all be all. It's not, this has failed and we can't do anything. That's an opportunity for you to look at that system and figure out what's working, figure out what's not working. I mean, the gap analysis um, of what's where you are and where you want to be is really going to help you define how to make that better and how to get your users on board. And there, again, are multiple tools to do this. You can use those workflow diagrams, just go back in time and you know revise 
what you would have done or how you would go from where you are now even um, to where you want to be. And we're all quality professionals. Finding the root cause is what we do. Finding what's not working and why it's not working. I mean, you can even use the tools that you have already in your back pocket, like five wise fishbone diagrams. Identify those root causes that you're so good at doing already um, for why your system isn't working. And then go back and fill those in, fill them in with your resources, fill them in with support, make sure that process is identified, have that diagram in place. If you're missing something, if you're missing a step or a person or documentation, that's your chance to fill it in. And so, like I said, it's not just you implement it right or you implement it wrong. It's you implement it as best you can, and then you continue to improve. And you can always do that. We can always do that uh, no matter how well or how poorly your implementation starts off. Yeah, I got you. And then, you know, one one other question. I'd actually don't. I didn't have it kind of written down in terms of what I was going to ask you. But I, I guess off the cuff, then as well, like when you're rolling out a new application, um, how you train people on that is really important. Like you know, the SOPs you write to help people navigate the new application. I mean, could you speak a little bit about that? I know off the cuff here, but like, isn't wow. isn't that a really good important aspect of this whole process? Oh, it is a very important process, and actually. It's something that I think I struggled with the most when I came on because I was very technically minded, really looking at the system. I was building the kitchen in that Great British Bake Off. I was making sure everybody had the ingredients in front of them. They had all their tools and, okay, how could this possibly go wrong? But just because someone can do something and you're telling someone how they can do it doesn't mean you're telling them how they should do it. And especially with programs that have such, um, you know, open uh, function and you can you can do so many customizations with them. Telling somebody how they can access something or how they can fill something out doesn't really point them in the right direction. You need to tell them how they should do that, and that's something that right now we are really focusing on at Amplify Bio is making sure that we have not only the system and the system aligned um, with our practice, but also the business owners um, yeah. giving their input to make sure that they give you the should. They can follow up. So if you have a user that's, you know, confused about why this is, you know, this record isn't working, you can certainly tell them why, why the system's working yeah. like that, how they can do something. But having that business manager and that business owner behind to say, okay, that's how you can. This is how you should. This is how we'd like to see this going forward. Gotcha. That I feel like has been night and day to uh, making sure that all of our uh, modules are going appropriate you know, going well and making sure that our users feel supported. They even do things like um, office hours so that people can come and say, hey, I don't understand this. How can I, how can I do this better? So certainly there is a a lot of room for, you know, making sure that users know what they should be doing. Yeah. Gotcha. So like, yeah, a few takeaways that I'm just kind of, you know, remembering there's so a racy diagrams. So I won't forget that one. Uh, mm-hmm. Office hours as well after implementation. I think that's another key one. That's a really important one. But you know, g- three takeaways from this whole conversation, Christina, from your experience. What three uh, key takeaways would you give our our listeners? Yeah, um, I would say first and foremost, make sure that you have your process in place. Your process yeah. matters more than your tool. Um, certainly, you want your tool to be aligned, but process first. Um, Second would be that uh, your support is, you know, 
absolutely imperative to a successful implementation. You cannot do this without the right people. Yeah. You place. need a team. Yeah. yeah, you definitely need that team. It takes a village. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then last but not least is that it's it's never too late. It's continuous yeah. improvement. Don't expect perfect right away. Always strive for perfect and always look at those gaps and use those tools, the races, the fish bones, the five whys to identify the causes behind why things may or may not be working. Um, and, you know, fill those gaps, build that bridge. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, good stuff. Look, Christina, thanks very much. I think that was really a good conversation, really good podcast, a lot of key takeaways from from this for our listeners. And I think everybody's kind of implementing IT applications at some point. So lots of key takeaways. So again, thanks very much for taking the time. I'm sure we'll have you back for a part two on this because it's a broad <laughs> topic and there's lots more to discuss, right? So for, for today, thanks a lot, Christina, and we'll yes, talk thank soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for tuning in to the Viva Learn GXP podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe and leave us a review. To learn more about our training solutions or sign up for a demo, visit us at learngxp.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you join us on the next episode of the Viva Learn GXP podcast.